Hello and welcome to The Soprano Show. I'm Gavin Bowen. And I'm Hannibal Diaz. And today we will be kicking off the final nine episodes of The Sopranos with Season 6B, Episode 13, titled Soprano Home Movies. This episode aired April 8th, which is technically today that we are recording. Ah, that's true. But April 8th of 2007. Yes. Written by Diane Frolov and Andrew Snyder, and also written by David Chase and Matthew Weiner. It was directed by Tim Van Patten. Here is the HBO synopsis for The Sopranos. After a close call at home, Tony and Carmela head to the Adirondacks for a week with Bobby and Janice. That's it. Okay. <laughs> that yeah. is the oh. synopsis. Yeah, it's like more. No, 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 no. Yeah. That's it. All right. And yes, so this is... 6B, the first episode of 6B, which is just a continuation of 6A. It's all one episode or one season, really. Mm -hmm. So here we are. Countdown. Yeah, Yeah, the final nine episodes of the series. I mean, I can't believe that we're here. We are here and uh, almost a year wait for this part due. Really? From The Sopranos. It was that long? Uh, From June 2006 to April 2007. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, which yeah. is some time. It's not like Game of Thrones, but... Mm-hmm. But yeah. a significant amount of time. For right. sure. Interesting start to this episode. Mm-hmm. We start with a flashback scene. Well, kind of a neat little joke at the very beginning. Literally, as it says 2004 on the screen, Tony saying, let's not go backwards now. That as is they're good. literally going backwards. That is good. Yeah. So what's the story here? A reshoot or a used footage? I think it starts out reused footage, right? But then Tony's getaway is definitely, I think, new new stuff. Okay, yeah. so I think the only only look that I could catch that was new was him falling down. Yeah, and then obviously this kid mm-hmm. who observes him toss. Mm-hmm. Maybe he sees it as a gun. Maybe he just sees the guy toss something. Yeah. But the it, and it might have not even been James Gandolfini. It could have just been a stunt double who does the yeah, flop. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, so we go back in time to when Johnny was arrested and Tony fled. Tony was innocent. There was mm-hmm. no harm done, no foul. This kid goes out middle of the night, finds the gun, yeah, and starts just shooting it and thinks, "Cool, yeah, I found a Wee. cool gun." And then he walks off with it. Walks off with it. Three years later, and we pull up on the driveway. Get a banging at the door. Woke right. up this morning to some cops. Yes. And we have another little kind of like in episode sort of meta reference. Carmela's first line, is this it? Right. And it's like, well, this is it. This is the beginning of the end of your show. That's right. Yeah. As they're heading out, I really like that Carmela told Meadow to go back to sleep. <laughs> right. As if that's possible. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You're, you're talking to a grown woman. <laughs> but it is, you know, point of reference meadow is not in california anymore mm-hmm. she is back so that was short-lived unfortunately yeah. for all our hopes and dreams i know we really wanted to see finn and meadow together yes that's what Sad. we want that's really what we yeah. want uh so yeah it's not the feds at the door mm-hmm. it's the cops and they have a warrant for his arrest yeah because of apparently this gun mm-hmm. three years later Yeah, and so this moment really mirrors the flashback we just saw. Tony, you know, fleeing after another boss was taken down. Mm -hmm. And Tony is relieved. Obviously, he doesn't enjoy being arrested. No. 
uh, at 6 a.m. in the morning. But he's relieved that this probably isn't going to be very serious. He'll be able to kind of like dodge his way out of this one because it's just regular cops. Just lazy cops. Yeah. On their way to the court, Carmela gets a call from Janice uh, about coming up to this mm-hmm. lake uh, for the weekend. Unlikely at this point, given the current circumstances. But uh, Carmela lets Janice know. Actually, Tony was arrested for hollow point bullets in right. a gun that was tied to him. Yeah. I really liked that she wakes up a sleeping Bobby to be like... <laughs> If you have hollow point bullets in anything, take them out today. Yeah, exactly. The feds are going to converge on Bobby Bacala's house. Right. right. <laughs> we also, in this scene in the car, get the debut of AJ's new facial hair. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's a little, I would say, uh, thin. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of mirrors, maybe, the new neighborhood right. <laughs> that he's in now. Yeah, sure. With Blanca. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, new hair for him. And uh, we get to Tony, who's in basically a holding cell with unusual suspects. People that Tony is not normally locked up with. Right, yeah. You know, low class. Yeah. Not in designer suits. Not at all. Taking shits in the corner. Yeah, I I actually really love this uh, little bit quite... A bit because there's yeah. there's no dialogue in it, but it's pure uh, Gandolfini acting once again. I just love the way that he walks into the holding cell. Really takes his time to make sure that everyone sees him seeing them. Yeah, like I'm the alpha here. Like right. don't even try and fuck with me. Right. You know, like I'm an older guy. I'm an older white guy, but I'm in a suit and I am a boss here. So. That's don't true. mess around and no one does and mm-hmm. he just sits down and he waits it out he as the it. guy takes a dump in the corner yeah right he waits it out in the courtroom mink doing a great job mm-hmm. great job uh, as his lawyer of throwing out these charges but apparently this kid has been shooting around these hollow point bullets how he still had like how he didn't empty the clip mm-hmm. in three years is anyone going to answer that part <laughs> of the story yeah exactly I don't know but uh, that's that's the case. That's mm-hmm. why it was brought up and why he was arrested. Right. And you see Neil really attacking the character of the witness here. Mm-hmm. And uh, the judge seems to be going along with it just fine. That's right. Cut to New York, back uh, from recovery in Florida is Phil mm-hmm. after his major heart surgery. A lot of ball breaking here. A lot of great uh, establishment of uh, characters. Mm-hmm. That we've never met. Jerry Torciano, the hairdo. Yeah. Uh, with the new hairdo. Looking right. a little darker. Uh, yeah, maybe perhaps a slightly different cut. I don't know what he's been asking for in the hair salon lately. Yeah, But, true. you know, switching it up for season 6B. Yeah. And then this guy, Doc, that Doc. people seem to not really like very much. Right. I right. can only assume that he's named after the dwarf from Snow White. Nope. Oh. Uh. Okay. No, you, you were just trying to fit Disney back into our I was, episodes. and I'll admit it. Oh. Wait, what do you think it's based off of? Just a nickname. Oh, he just looks like a dwarf to me. 
Well, yeah, <laughs> for sure. I would say, though, uh, I'm, I'm assuming they don't like him because maybe he was trying to muscle around while Phil was gone. Mm-hmm. Johnny's not there. So who's going to really be the leader since yeah. both leaders are down for the count? Absolutely. Something like that. And, and speaking of leaders, it ends with Phil kind of giving Johnny's picture a mm-hmm. long look at. Because, of course, yeah, Phil is acting boss. He is. And then there's this other guy that we've never seen before who doesn't even really seem like he belongs there. Right. Making this joke about Jersey guys blowing sheep. And then you get this look from Phil like that wasn't funny. So I think that this scene establishes that the peace has remained between Phil and Tony. Mm-hmm. Phil isn't overjoyed that this bad thing happened to Tony and doesn't think that people should be making blowjob jokes about it. Right. Yeah. As that's how it would seem. Yeah. We open now in the next scene on Tony coming home. Oh, God. You know what? It really is that AJ is... He just looks and sounds annoying. Yeah, sure. At all times. Yeah. When he says, after Blanca says, got out so quickly, mm-hmm. AJ has to state for everyone. What she means is, in our neighborhood, people don't get out right away. Yeah. Oh, now it's all of a sudden his neighborhood. Right, exactly. Oh, he's living amongst yeah. the common folk now. Yeah. Well, he's a, I mean, not a construction guy anymore. Yeah, apparently uh, not. But, yeah, I don't know. I guess he's he's really into himself as like a separate entity. And I like how this is kind of turned on Tony in a way. You know, the reason, the only reason Tony, uh, AJ even met Blanca was because Tony forced him to get this construction job. Right. And then now Blanca is like in their home with her like young son. Right. Their son is completely obsessed with her to the point that he's got a tattoo of her name oh, I didn't on his see arm. That. Oh, well, that's how the scene starts out, right? Where he's pointing at his arm and he's like, that's your mommy's name. Oh, I thought he was yeah. just looking. I thought he was pointing at something else. I didn't realize yeah. it was a tattoo. Yeah, oh, I'm pretty sure that's God. a tattoo. Well, now it's even worse. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I have to say, I've seen this episode before yeah. and I never noticed that myself. And then yeah. I was like, oh, wait, he literally got her name tatted on his oh arm. Oh, God. Yeah. Fucking idiot. Yep. Well, a little note here. Tony asks where Chris is as he probably should be there, like mm-hmm. all the other guys, you know, when the boss is taken in, it's time to protect the family, mm-hmm. insulate themselves. Chris is nowhere to be found. Mm-hmm. Talks to Bobby on the phone. Uh, Bobby, you know, like, I'll come down, I'll come down, but we do have these Canadians up here if you still want to come up. And Tony just l- takes one look at AJ and he's like, yeah, I need to get out of here. Yeah, it's AJ and particularly AJ holding the kid. That's right. And uh, Tony's like, yeah, it's just time to get the fuck out. (laughs) I just don't want to look at this anymore. (laughs) Yeah. So on the road to the lake, uh, he gets a call from his lawyer. Charges Mm -hmm. dropped. It was all bullshit. Could never stick. Mm -hmm. Big whoop-a-da-doo. Right. Uh, Also, Tony's birthday's coming up. That's right. Hooray. Hooray. Also, Carmela still uh, has her spec house, Mm -hmm. which looks like it's been completed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's all good news. They arrive at the lake. Oh, we did have this one little beat 
of uh, the guy who was like pursuing the prosecutor or whatever, the DA, whoever he is, mm -hmm. pursuing the gun charge, mm -hmm. getting chastised by the feds. Oh, I was wondering when that came up because I just yeah. remembered I didn't write down anything about oh. that. Well, there you go. It it's just a little here. beat where the feds come in. They're like, you fucking idiot. Like, That's right. We could have you know, rolled this into the Rico, blah, blah, blah. Like you fucked up. That's it. Just a little beat. That is true. Yeah. yeah. That does happen. And then they roll up on the lake mm -hmm. and baby Nika's pretty grown up here. Mm -hmm. uh, now we can see uh, the start of some very small little jibes mm -hmm. being thrown around. Of course. Yeah. You know, about the lawn, about Sal. Right. Not being around to cut it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> you know, little tiny things yeah. that just start, you know, a catalyst. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they accumulate. I mean, that's what's really beautiful about this episode. I mean, one of many things. Uh, you just see how what becomes, what what starts out as passive aggressive becomes less passive. Right. Uh, as, you know, alcohol is imbibed, etc. That's right. Yeah. And we do, uh, from there, cut to Tony shooting a very big ass gun. AR-10. Yeah. Yeah. A gift from Bobby. Right. Who apparently hunts deers now with a bow and arrow. <laughs> but I think that's a bit of emphasis, right? Uh, for sure. Especially for what comes later. Yeah. Because we're talking about a, a marksman shooter here. Mm -hmm. And yeah. now that he's down to hunting bow and arrow, you have to be precise. Yeah, yeah. You got to be pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Tony, just not concerned about gun charges at all. No, absolutely <laughs> not, right? Yeah. Good point. And uh, then they, they sit down for lunch by the lake. I found it hilarious. Mm -hmm. Sure, everybody else did. When Carmela brings up white caps. Mm -hmm. Why bring up white caps? Yeah, right? That seems like a bad thing to bring up yeah. in such a cheerful way. Mm -hmm. And for me, I don't know if this was intentional, but she brings up white caps. She doesn't say white caps, mm -hmm. but. I found it also funny that Tony deflects by asking for more stuffed mushrooms, mm -hmm. which are white caps in themselves. Oh, yes. Ooh. Anyone? Huh? <laughs> white caps, white caps yeah. of mushrooms. There you go. That's uh -huh. that deep kind of analysis that they come to our podcast for. That's and right. none other. And none other for that kind of... I'm also very hungry. Oh, that would okay. Be something too. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's that. <laughs> Either a stretch food, or yeah. I'm hungry. Yeah. Or both. Uh, yeah, and also talking about how Bobby's grandfather came through Canada mm -hmm. illegally, but yeah. now it's time for a wall. Yeah. Which I thought, wow, there are a lot of references Yeah, just in this episode, 2007, that mm -hmm. kind of play a big part in our day-to-day -day now. Oh, absolutely, yeah. yeah. Yeah, with the wall. I mean, I definitely, I think anyone watching this episode now, a days, uh, of course, is immediately going to think about Trump. Yeah. And everything that's going on and so yeah it's just crazy that all these years before you know hey i mean speaking of trump he probably got the idea from this episode knowing him <laughs> you know <think>? yeah <laughs> but a trump or trump but a wall between yeah. canada and the united states right. is just funny yeah and Car but carmela's all for it you yeah know. hey yeah our ancestors were illegal immigrants at right. once but they're not like the illegal immigrants nowadays yeah it's okay we got through we're white right yeah so uh you know the conversations here yeah really good because we're setting up a lot of stuff mm -hmm. uh, we're setting up a lot of stuff 
Uh, also, you know, you mentioned the White Caps reference, and that's another cool thing about this episode. I think it was intentional as it's kind of like the final season finale in a way. There's just little bits where they do uh, kind of recall or recap reference past things that happen in the episode. You know, we'll see Janice do it. We'll see Tony do it. We'll see all of them kind of just mm-hmm. do these callbacks mm-hmm. to things that have been addressed before. And I feel like they do it to an unusual degree in this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it is completely welcome, you know, every time. And I think this is also the scene, right, where Tony mentions... Uh, is this where they get into the whole thing about like Janice tells Tony, you know, you've changed mm-hmm. and Tony does a little bit of a Pesci and Goodfellas like, oh, how am I changed? Yeah, yeah, What's yeah. What's so different about me? Yeah. You know, kind of like that. Yeah, because he does say, I, oh, I had to change. Right. They go away from the conversation. They go on something else because Janice's like, no, no, it's for the better. It's for the better. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like, I'm different how? How am I different? <laughs> right. <laughs> But in this case, everybody just ignores him. Yeah. Uh, and then the other thing, too, is I believe in the same scene, Tony brings up, he's looking at Nika playing. And he's like, oh, you remember that kid that drowned that like we heard about? Right. And I just thought, oh, that's such like a Livia move. Like, that's something that Livia would have done. That's true. And I feel like that kind of plugs into an important theme of this episode. Yeah. You know, how much of Livia lives on inside of Tony in a way that he's not even... Yeah, and Janice. Uh, But yeah, particularly Tony in a way that maybe he's not even aware of. Mm, That's a good point, yeah. Well, the the child didn't drown, just survived with brain damage. Oh, that's right, yeah. Had a wheelchair. But also pools, Mm -hmm. family pools. Mm -hmm. He asks himself why he can't get that thought out of his head. Yeah. You know? Pools are, we've already established, a very significant part of The Sopranos. Mm-hmm. It means a lot. Family. Yeah. Yeah. On to the next day. Birthday morning blowjob. Yeah. Wow. After all that they've been through. Mm-hmm. What a great wife. Yeah. Yeah. I right? Agree. A morning blowjob? Hey. Yeah. I mean, you have to assume that this is probably like a once a year occasion. Well, yeah. Special occasion. Yeah. 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 Some people get that. Oh, okay. Well, uh, no. Oh, I'm sorry. That was <laughs> was that sta- directed? No, at that a... was just a statement. Anyone who so... might be listening to no, this? No, no, no one listens to this. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Just a statement of fact. Some people get it. Some people don't. And right. life moves on and everybody's happy. And this podcast moves on to the next scene. It really does. Uh, so, yeah, on the boat with Bobby, they're taking a, a, a trip on the lake. Carmela on the phone with AJ who's in their bed mm-hmm. with Blanca. Yes. This bullshit relationship, I got to tell you, has <laughs> really started to piss me off. Yeah, you're not into... To- uh, a- I-, I keep wanting to call AJ Tony for whatever reason. It's you're Anthony. not into... Yeah, you're not into AJ and Blanca's uh, romance. No. I take it. Yeah. No, no, no. But anyway, AJ has mm-hmm. fun while the parents are away. Right, invites a lot of friends over. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's... Arnon. Yeah, yeah, and like... He drops some like silly middle name for like the J. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Whatever. Not not significant. Jerk off. Yeah. I mean that's what AJ is. Yeah. But this leads to a, a conversation with Carmela and Janice, mm-hmm. uh, talking about their kids, but also talking about as kids how Livia raised them. But to mm-hmm. be honest, I feel like I don't. We've met Sandy before, mm-hmm. right? Her therapist. Mm-hmm. Played by Tim Van Patten's sister. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, I don't see Sandy making these kind of connections about Livia. Yeah, Sandy seems pretty dumb. 
Yeah. These seem like Melfi observations, right? Yeah, they do seem like Melfi observations. Unless yeah. Sandy has gone back to school in the mm-hmm. past uh, years that we haven't seen her. Yeah. Got some extra training there, but these are pretty uh, deep, uh, you know, connections that Sandy has made about Livia separating the children and make them stronger to mm-hmm. pit them against each other and actually seems terrible yeah yeah what kind of mother does that yeah what kind of mother does a lot of the things that livia did Mm -hmm. the kind of mother that would create a bunch of psychopaths that's right yeah (laughs) uh it'd be great to have a spinoff and it's Mm -hmm. just about barb and how she's actually just as crazy as the rest of the family and it would be really great too if the barb show (laughs) took place at the same time that the sopranos did right just went back in time right and so it's covering all the entirely like exactly the same time period yeah yeah, but it was just barb's insanity yeah 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 yeah. Yeah. and then it's like she arrives and we get the same scenes from the sopranos of when she's there (laughs) and she seems very normal and then it's all explained why she's so normal but then she goes back to like breaking legs and like busting (laughs) caps and (laughs) dealing drugs yeah yeah i I mean i think that really like if they're looking for further spinoff ideas obviously Mm -hmm. we have the prequel movie coming out next year i think next up chase if you're listening the barb hour the bar the barb hour (laughs) that's what what the title of the show should be Uh, that'd be really good yeah uh last moment of the scene though they pop open the bottle of wine so Mm -hmm. the drinks have started flowing yeah like they did this weekend for us am i right (laughs) Uh, yes, we just too. got back from Vegas. Oh, okay. <laughs> Enough anyway, said. Anyway, yeah. So the next scene's really good because we get kind of a quiet talk between Tony and Bobby mm-hmm. about, well, really morbid stuff. Just yeah. what happens when you're the boss. Yeah, a number of things. Tony is 47 now. Yep. Right? So he is really starting to think of himself as an not a young man anymore mm-hmm. and he's like okay obviously i like being boss but there's certain things that are really not great about it you know and is it worth it really to have all of this concern and all of this worry and mm-hmm. to be in the spotlight to be a target yeah is it worth it right yeah it's interesting too to think okay so maybe tony's character was about 40 when the show mm-hmm. started right in the script he's noted as being 40 years old yeah yeah so in it's the pilot that, script yeah so it's like midlife crisis mm-hmm. you know that's how it started and yeah he's getting up there in age that it's yeah. even getting uh you know more scary i guess mm-hmm. yeah. but interesting um dialogue here bobby says in reference to getting shot mm-hmm. getting whacked you probably don't even hear it when it happens right it's your friend in there on the wall <laughs> Listen to us, morbid fucks. Don't come to think of it, you never popped your cherry in that regard, right? No. I say how. How has Bobby not killed anyone yet? Well, the way that Bobby was introduced to us, he was very much a peripheral figure, right? right? He was kind of an intermediary guy. Bag handler for Junior. Yeah, exactly. And so I think it's kind of believable that, you know, also they know Bobby's nature. Bobby has a gentle nature. Bobby doesn't have that killer instinct, you know. I'm trying to think of like, because I feel like there's another character that's like sort of similar. I mean, this is a bad comparison, but like we met uh, a few episodes ago, um, Ginny Sack's brother, you know. 
And that's a guy who, hey, he knows all of these characters. They all know him. He knows when someone's been killed, but he's not personally involved in killing or anything like that. Okay. And I think it's that's the same thing that we kind of got with Bobby. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and for, you know, somehow whenever like violence was required, you know, then maybe someone else was able to step in and handle it. Someone mm-hmm. younger, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe. I mean, when you're a leader, I suppose, you just know which guys are deployed to do certain things. Absolutely. And also, I think certain guys assert themselves as the violent guys, mm-hmm. you know. Also, you want your guy to have an escape route in case mm-hmm. shit goes down. And, of course, Bobby would probably not be the quickest man out exactly. of the room. That, But, you know, what's actually really funny about you saying that what? is that... I mean, if we're talking, because we're kind of cutting back and forth, right, from the guys on the boat. So if we talk about, like, just the whole conversation overall, uh, we get to this really interesting point where Tony basically implies that his whole successor plan of Chris taking over when Tony retires or is gone or whatever isn't quite working out. And Tony's finally just starting to accept that, that Chris is not going to be the future leader. Yeah. And maybe it should be Bobby. Right. Yeah. That was very interesting. Um that would be huge appointing Bobby to that future mm-hmm. role. Also interesting that Tony does, doesn't even use Chris's name. Mm-hmm. Of course, Bobby knows he's talking about Chris. <laughs> like everybody knows, mm-hmm. everybody knows, but uh, you know, you can't say it explicitly, mm-hmm. but yeah, overall good scene. Yeah. Really good scene. And when we get another, I mean, great scene here, starting to the birthday night mm-hmm. celebrations, blowing out the candle. It, this is just a really fun, lively, I felt real moment of acting. It just didn't feel like they were acting at this point. Mm-hmm. Like they were really starting to get a little tipsy. Mm-hmm. They're having fun. They're really enjoying themselves. And who wouldn't? Like you get yeah. to film at this, you know, lake house and there's not a lot of violence. Mm-hmm. And you just get to have fun and drink. Yeah. And, you know, I have to imagine, like, I think other people have pointed this out that this episode in, in a lot of different places very much feels like a play mm. and kind of feels like um like specifically like who's afraid of virginia wolf oh yeah you know and i think that i have to imagine the actors particularly uh gandolfini and Taturo, uh enjoyed this stuff because they have so much stage work in their background yeah and i mean that's not to shortchange the stage work of the other two actors i'm sure they've got it too yeah but i just remember that i've heard a lot specifically about gandolfini and well they used to work together yeah, right they used to work stage. together they used yeah. to be in plays together yeah no yeah definitely had that uh play feel and this is great uh you know janice gives him a a gift of super eights converted Mm-hmm. of home videos for right. him to watch and Carmela gives him a new set of golf clubs <laughs> which is great too and mm-hmm. then the drinks flow karaoke yeah i thought it was hilarious Carmela singing love hurts right so good yeah yeah just very off key uh-huh. i'm gonna give edie falco the benefit of the doubt say that's acting yes let's <laughs> call it acting singing. let's yeah. call it acting <laughs> Yeah, and but then we get started with a little game of Monopoly. Mm-hmm. Things are starting off pretty fun. Bobby confused by the rules of putting in money and free parking. That's how I play. I put the money yeah. in free parking. That's how I play too. And to yeah. me, that was the big moment of questioning Bobby in this episode. Because you said, wow. wow, how has Bobby lived his whole life with never, you know, whacking anyone? Yeah. And I'm like, how has Bobby lived his whole life without knowing <laughs> right. about the free parking rule. You're right. He's so offended. 
Yeah, he really is. Yeah, uh, defending the Parker brothers by saying, <laughs> yeah. "We blocking, baby. This is bullshit." You take a game of skill and you make it just about luck. How you listen to this fucking cry, baby? How about I make up my own fucking rules? How about every time I land on one of my properties, I get a hundred dollars? How about that? How about that? How about that? Bobby, there are dice. Mm-hmm. It is just luck. There's no <laughs> skill in rolling dice. You're yeah. landing where you land. Right. Very funny. Yeah, it's great. At least I say it's a skill of ch- of luck because I seem to always lose at Monopoly. I mean, yeah, I haven't played Monopoly in a really long time. But, yeah, there is some luck involved. Hold on. Uh, we're going to pause right now and get out a Monopoly board. So yeah. we'll play while we're doing the rest <laughs> of this. Let's do it. We'll be right back. Yeah. Okay, we're back. All right. We decided back. that was a bad idea. Yeah. Okay. We got in a fight over free parking. We actually. did. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> then um, they start getting in some Soprano family stories here. Mm-hmm. Tone, very naturally, very dramatically mm-hmm. changes for the whole room. Because, of course, if you were in Tony's position... Oh, the tone changes. Tone. I thought you were saying tone, as in Tony. No, I'm sorry. The, yeah. The actual T-O-N-E yeah. of the scene changes. Right. Because if you were Tony and your sister started blabbing on about this very embarrassing story that your dad actually pulled a gun out on your mother <laughs> right. in a car yeah. and shot her through her beehive hair <laughs> inches away from her skull. Yeah. Yeah, that's a little embarrassing. Mm-hmm. But Carmela loves it. Mm-hmm. And everybody's too drunk to really be concerned. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, uh, they just don't see it as a big deal. I mean, they know who the Sopranos are. Right. Right? It's like we know who you all are. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not really a big deal. Can't we just laugh at it? But I like how, you know, especially as we see where this scene goes and how it really is the fulcrum turning point of the entire um, episode. Mm-hmm. We got like something for Tony to be kind of pissed off and offended about and angry about. And we've got something for, uh, you know, Bobby Bacala to be kind of upset about. And yeah. you see how passive aggressively it's starting to build in both of them, them kind of right. going at each other. Yeah. And it's kind of in both cases, just totally like over Janice, you know? That's true. Yeah. yeah. And everyone's drunk acting, very superb mm-hmm. here. Everyone has a very different way of playing drunk. Yeah. Which I really liked. And we get uh, in the next moment carries over, right? Mm-hmm. The back and forth between Janice and, and Tony, the verbiage, you know, uh, Tony angry at janice Mm -hmm. bobby very concerned at this point because it is his wife Mm -hmm. doesn't want to hear somebody talking bad about her (laughs) and what she did yeah well her promiscuity in the past yeah we get that uh that moment she says boardwalk i own it yeah you blue guys under it right bobby gives a look nasty remarks and bobby seriously has had enough but Mm -hmm. uh tony can't help but start humming the tune of Under the Boardwalk <laughs> yeah. in his head and then start singing some lyrics that maybe didn't actually go in the original for the, what, Drifters? Is it yeah. the Drifters uh, Under the Boardwalk? Because I knew we get the Drifters at the end. Yeah. Yeah. But they certainly didn't say with a schlong in Jan's mouth. <laughs> yeah, no, those are not part of the lyrics at all. Yeah. And what can you say about 
what comes next. All right, first of all, let's talk about the ethics of a fist fight. Is this a sucker punch? Absolutely. It absolutely is. Yeah, Tony yeah. didn't see it coming. Yeah. He was not prepared to be punched. Yeah, and the side Therefore, of the head. It's a, a sucker punch. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. But I think even being blindsided, old Tony probably would have done better no matter I what. I agree. Yeah. But it does turn into an all-out, like, drunken, nothing the girls can do, right. really. It turns yeah. out into a, a drunken brawl. And yeah. you think Tony is getting the upper hand. Mm-hmm. He basically is. I mean, uh, I blame him losing this fight mainly on him being, he. you know, he'll blame it on other things. I think he's just too drunk. You know, he normally doesn't sure. fight super drunk like this. But then Carmella jumping up on his shoulder, trying to pull him back, mm-hmm. is the distraction that allows Bobby Bacala to get the upper hand. I would say, too, getting punched in the stomach can be very painful for Tony. Yeah, So sure. that is just, that, that's not like normal pain. Yeah. So he could be reeling from that as well. It's a true low blow to hit Tony in the stomach where he took a bullet. Yeah. And, and yeah, Bobby gets the upper hand. Tony goes flat onto the table, mm-hmm. knocks out everything. So that game's over. <laughs> yeah. I'm not getting back to it. Yeah. Bobby's, I would say, rational fear right. kicks in. He suddenly realizes what he's done. Yeah, he's got to just get the fuck out of yeah. there now. It's so funny. It's yeah. like terror mm-hmm. in his eyes and then reversing into the tree. So funny. Mm-hmm. And then he just has to stop and be like, uh, what am I going to do? What yeah. am I going to do? Uh, of course, Carmela helping up Tony and flicking off the mm-hmm. hotel from his face. Yeah. You want to talk about dysfunctional family? It's all good. Yeah. It's good. It's all good stuff. And this is kind of a notable moment. I mean, it's just a great fight scene. I remember seeing this episode for the first time. Really surprising scene. Right? Oh, really of course. Really surprising moment. Bobby Bacala is going to punch Tony yeah. in the face. I don't think so. Yeah, if you had told... I mean, when we just rewind all the way back to the way that Bacala was introduced to this series, he was right. just a walking joke. Everyone was clowning, clowning him at all times. Yeah. If you had said, hey, in a few years, we're going to have a super dramatic scene <laughs> where this character beats the shit out of Tony. Right. <laughs> like, I feel like that... I literally can't even envision that. I can't even yeah. picture how that's possible. But it's notice- notable. This is the first physical contest we've ever seen Tony lose in the history of The Sopranos, that's, right? That's very true. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Seriously consider salads. Right. What do you mean? What do I mean? Get the fuck off my car. <laughs> I think that's how we were really uh, properly You're absolutely right. Him. Yeah, that's the dialogue. And then fast forward to now. And yeah. then this scene happens and you're like, oh, shit. Yeah. yeah. Bobby just convincingly beat up Tony. Okay. Yeah. So in the middle of the night, after the fight, everybody is laid down to sleep. Of course, Janice is freaking out. Because mm-hmm. Janice is, understands what just happened. You mm-hmm. didn't just punch my brother. Mm-hmm. You punched the boss of the family. Right. What the fuck were you thinking? Especially mm-hmm. after the conversation he had with Tony about potentially taking over. Right. This kind of hurts your chances when you do something like this. When we already know from past episodes that Janice is very involved right. and invested in Bobby's career. Exactly. To the point where she'll go behind his back to Tony. Yeah. And be like, hey, you know, help Bobby make more money and stuff. Right. But it would be very terrifying to have Tony walk into your room <laughs> in the middle of the night. Yeah. Wake you up to say fought fair and square and you mm-hmm. won and then just walk away yeah but in the next morning tony wakes carmela's pissed 
Mm-hmm. So she was thrown down, her shoulder is in pain, and they decide maybe we should leave. They head down and uh, they're forced to stay. Kind of awkward to have to say. Well, of course. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, after violence erupted. Right. Uh, yeah, not exactly that great. But yeah, they are convinced to stay. Tony decides, hey, I'm going to let it go. Sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, he did say he beat me fair and square. All right, fine. Let's move on. Yeah. And I like this just sort of brief moment of Tony sitting down by the dock, just mm-hmm. kind of in silence, taking in all the sounds. A duck flies past him. Mm-hmm. It's very like Michael Corleone on the on the compound. Kind of, And right? Godfather too. Yeah. yeah. Janice up there watching him saying, like, something's up. I right. know what this sitting means. <laughs> he's, yeah. he's plotting. Right. And then Carmelo approaches, talking about Meadow, being a pediatrician. Mm -hmm. But Tony cannot forget about last night. And it's so good how he's caught up in this, like, blow to his ego. Yeah. That he's even bringing up past fights that Carmelo (laughs) has seen him in. Because, of course, if it wasn't for that floor rug, Tony would have had the upper hand. (laughs) But in the past... You were there that night in the crowd in the parking lot at Pizza World. When I took Dominic to Desco, I don't even know your name, but I remember our eyes met, and you were blown away. I was in fucking high school. <laughs> yeah, but he's just upset, really, because he's getting older. Yeah, blames yeah. it on his age. Right, exactly. Yeah, and he reverts to this like thirty-year-old fight. Right. Uh, but yeah, I love Edie Falco here. She's just so funny. Like, just I don't care about any of that. Right. And then you know, she does point out kind of like I think a good point that he had it coming in a way. I mean, he didn't really have it coming, but like just the way that he does feel like he can insult his you know underlings mm-hmm. in ways that they can't insult him back right which is very true yeah. i mean could you imagine if bobby or anyone else tried to like make jokes about carmella giving guys blowjobs true like they would die yeah they would be dead <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah yeah it, it, yeah it's all like a very difficult position for bobby to be in mm-hmm. you know he has to defend his honor right sucker punch eh, maybe not yeah yeah, I mean, I don't know if you hit the guy, but in that moment, he's more just the brother-in-law mm-hmm. and forgetting, you know, that he is Tony's, you know, un- underling. Yeah. His employee. I don't know how you put it. Yeah. But Tony's the boss. You can't do that to the boss. Exactly. So upset it's his birthday, upset he's getting older, mm-hmm. Carmella walks away. And then I wouldn't say favorite line, definitely a great moment here. Mm-hmm. His phone rings, and he answers. Yeah. Hey, T, it's me. Just wanted to wish you a belated happy birthday. Just, just immediately. Just fucking hangs up on Chris. Yeah. So good. That's yeah. the only Michael Imperioli in the whole episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the worst timing for him to call. It's so good. Yeah, especially after Tony was already sort of pissed off at him. Exactly. For just not being there for the homecoming. Yeah. Yeah. Now he's putting the clubs away in this next beat, mm-hmm. and he hears Nika and the maid singing songs about ducks flying away. Yeah, that's true. Tony picks up on that. Yeah, yeah. But he still can't let it go, even at lunch. He can't let go of the fact that it was a sucker punch. Mm-hmm. Bobby's like, look, was it a sucker punch, or did I fight fair and square, and I beat you fair and square? You tell me. Mm-hmm. But Bobby's definitely like, fuck. Yeah. This guy's not going to let it go. 
Yeah, of course not. Yeah, they all are. I mean, they all just want to move on, but they know that Tony can't. I mean, Tony should move on, but, I mean, he he's not He's no. not going to. No. It's and Tony. He, yeah. And then they take an unexpected uh, drive. Unexpected mm-hmm. for Bobby, but uh, a drive nonetheless that mm-hmm. Tony will use to his advantage of, you know, uh, displaying his superiority. Yeah, he's calculating this whole time. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that right off the bat, you know that there's something up. That there's something wrong. You're right. You know, uh, because I mean, we, we know Tony's not going to kill Bobby out in the woods. I right. mean, he, he can't would come, never do he that. He can't come back without yeah. him. Bobby fell. <laughs> right. It was weird. It was weird. Right. Yeah. I uh, tried to pull him out, but yeah. <laughs> there's no hope. But I think that the way Tony plays this scene, he kind of wants Bobby to think that that's maybe a possibility. Right. Especially with that dramatic turn off to a kind of like deserted. Right adriana road <laughs> right yeah the yeah. adriana road <laughs> exactly and then we get alone time with uh, janice and carmella mm-hmm. uh it seems like janice is doing a knock-up job as a mother oh right really great <laughs> yeah yeah girl can't be in one foot of water mm-hmm. i mean i don't know if it has anything to do with the fucking story that her and carmella told perhaps perhaps it has something to mm-hmm. do with that uh but she's definitely freaking out and uh has the maid take nico away now Janice brings up a boyfriend here in mm-hmm. this next uh, story. She tells Carmela, "Who do you think she could be referring to?" Well, this is what I'm talking about. These fun little callbacks, yeah. right? You know, the time that she, uh, you know, blew Richie's head off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shot him dead. Yeah, but she brings up this story because she's trying to talk about the tempers that both her and Tony have. Mm-hmm. Carmela picks up on these clues, though, that yeah. Janice is really trying to give it to her about tony right exactly and she's just trying to in her passive aggressive way communicate the fact that i fear tony's going to take revenge on bobby in some way Mm -hmm. maybe not today maybe not tomorrow but he's going to get him back really bad right uh and carmella of course doesn't like hearing that but i like this sort of thematic underpinning an underpinning of the episode this sort of like well who is tony really Mm -hmm. right like and who knows him better his wife or his sister yeah and for all of the conflict i mean the kind of defining conflict of the series is tony versus livia but is tony really kind of the male livia Hmm. in in a lot of ways you know right and maybe Maybe, that is true yeah maybe not even who knows him better Mm -hmm. but who can tell the truth about him yeah like, who can bring themselves to tell the truth? And Carmella right. can't. Yeah. She will lie and defend. Yeah. She even catches her lie, saying he's never laid a hand on the mm-hmm. children. He's never laid a hand on me. And then she catches herself like, oh, well, she did. he did smack AJ around. Mm-hmm. And he regretted it, though. He right. felt very bad. I mean, she also missed the part where he punched a huge hole in the wall inches from her face. <laughs> uh, but yeah. yes, never laid a hand on her. Yeah. She obviously, she obviously didn't see him choke slam his gamar. Obviously. Didn't <laughs> see that. And, uh, you know, Janice, what did I say? What mm-hmm. did I do? Which yeah. is a very Livia thing as well. Right. Yeah. What did I do? Both yeah. these children were fucked up from Absolutely. livia but the re- yeah but the more and more reveal of tony's own mm-hmm. livianess mm-hmm. and but yeah, yeah that would be something that livia would say what did i say absolutely i think we've literally you know seen yeah, her do that of course and so uh also with tony 
I, I really like the line that Carmela has that she delivers before she walks away, before she storms off. Mm-hmm. And she goes, Tony is not a vindictive person, you know? Right. Another key yeah. lie. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, uh, okay, sure. We'll see about that. We will see about that. So in this next scene, we got Tony and Bobby. They, of course, uh, did not go golfing. They went to this meeting with these two French-Canadian guys. And they're hashing out a whole deal about, you know, selling more pills. Osteoporosis pills. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Tony's going to make a profit if he can kind of handle this or that aspect of the business. Mm -hmm. And they're all just kind of working it out. Very just straightforward business. But then it turns. One of the French guys has a bit of a problem that Mm -hmm. perhaps tony and his crew can solve for him well it's very cool how this happens right Mm -hmm. bobby first suggests the price is too high Mm -hmm. you need to lower your price and then the guy's like well uh, i would but i have this problem right now with my sister and it's just like oh yeah (laughs) wish there was some way to deal with this without you know lawyers Mm -hmm. and that's when tony picks upon (laughs) oh well you know we might be able to to help you out in this yeah. respect. And the guy's <laughs> like, but you're not going to use some druggie, right? Yeah. Tony's like, of course not. Why would we use a druggie? I have dependable people. Don't I, Bobby? Someone reliable. And this is just amazing. I remember that episode where uh, where we had Artie kind of um, accusing Tony of having like hyper powers of manipulation. Right. He's Everybody like, oh, hurts. Yeah. yeah, your mind works it internet speed and you you know <laughs> yeah. calculate blah 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 and it's like oh you're seeing tony's sociopathic internet speed brain yeah in this scene right, right here he puts it together immediately right how he's going to get bobby back yeah and also make a little bit of a profit extra profit on this deal at the same time but mainly get bobby back yeah i mean we we established also last week that tony or the week before tony's back in black he's mm-hmm. back to his old ways Maybe he was physically, you know, overtaken by Bobby, mm-hmm. but mentally he will never be squ- like no <laughs> one will ever be able to tie, you know, take that down. Yeah. He still has that mental prowess as a boss to really calculate things. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So because th- we haven't seen him be this shitty in yeah. a while. Yeah. You know? No, I agree. But it's uh, <laughs> really dark. You know, I mean, I'll explain why in a second. So, you know, after the guys walk away, right? And they're like, okay, let's like discuss this a little bit more. You know, Tony makes it clear to Bobby, hey, this is on you. Right. Like you're going to be the hitman in this situation. Taking out, I believe, the French dude's sister's sister's boyfriend. Boyfriend. Whatever. They have a kid. And he's a drummer in a band. Right. (laughs) Yeah. And yeah. Bob, you can see the look on Bobby's face. Mm-hmm. They drive back. They get back. The, la- the ladies are very happy to see mm-hmm. them. Janice is especially because she did think, oh, he could be dead. Yeah. P- potentially. Yeah, potentially or something horrible. But he's back. Yeah. They think it's all settled. They think Bobby let Tony win mm-hmm. in golf. Good strategy. But really, Tony won. He did. And, I, you know, I have to say here, this kind of took me by surprise i mean this is maybe the third or fourth time i've seen this episode in my life and it just hit me how dark it really is and how overboard it really is for tony to be like earlier in the episode oh i commend you for never having killed anyone Mm -hmm. actually like that's not a great thing you don't really want that weighing you down right plus just the legal aspect of it is not great right but then 
Bobby beats him in a fight, and Tony's like, you know what? For doing that damage to my ego, for beating me in a fight, Mm -hmm. I'm literally going to make you give up a piece of your soul. Yeah. (laughs) And commit the greatest sin of all. Yeah. And I'm like, well, that's extreme. It's super extreme. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, so, you know, Tony's like, I think we're ready to go. Mm -hmm. I think it's about time we hit the road. (laughs) I've accomplished all I need here. (laughs) Uh, They say, you know, their goodbyes. And then we immediately see Bobby packing for his business trip. Right. In Canada. And he's very agitated, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of rough with Janice verbally. Like, he's just really, really agitated. He really doesn't want to go do this. Right. And uh, Janice is concerned. Well, I would say for a whacking, mm-hmm. uh, the way this one goes would be, you know, what to expect from a Canadian whacking. It's yeah. very polite. Yeah, sure. You know, <laughs> uh, very personal, too. Yeah. And, you know, I mentioned earlier, you know, we got this expert marksman deer mm-hmm. hunter with bow and arrow. Mm-hmm. But we have Bobby maybe commit like the worst whacking you've ever seen. Like, mm-hmm. You shoot the guy in the chest, mm-hmm. but you got to finish him off. Right. Why does the best marksman on the whole squad have to get up close and hold the gun to the guy's head? Because hmm. the guy grabs his shirt, yeah, leaves his blood on the clothes, yeah, tears the shirt. Maybe even chest hair is pulled out right. as well. Yeah, Bobby didn't need to do that, but it's just like this act that he's committing mm-hmm. is so hard for him it's so difficult yeah. that he is just at loss of how to do it yeah you know he's very tortured by this mm-hmm. uh you know there's so much anguish you can see it on his face from the very beginning yeah. for the entirety of the scene and yeah it winds up being a very horrible up close and personal murder and i have to imagine it's a lot different when you know when you make your bones in your like normally for these guys i would assume you make your bones when you're like in your early 20s mm. so he's about 20 years past that yeah you know middle-aged guy well approaching middle age pretty much he's got a family he's got multiple kids you know his brain isn't ready for that right in the way that like a 20 year old psych sociopath's brain yeah. might be it's wonderful too that yeah. his dad also just this huge mm-hmm. villain yeah right the irony yeah yeah and bobby this sweet guy has to do his mm-hmm. first whacking yeah this sort of pitiful defenseless mm-hmm. skinny french canadian drummer loser guy now do they always have to drop the gun i always thought that was a mm-hmm. bad thing drop the gun after you murder someone but if you're in another country does it really matter then yeah and i and guess then... if you've never murdered before you don't really have such a bad rap I think the thing about it, too, is, yeah, I mean, they always do drop the gun. I wonder if Bobby Bacala has a record, too. Right, that's what I was Because thinking, if yeah. Bobby has no record, then he's fine. Then there's literally no way True. he can be caught, unless he's caught on camera. Oh, yeah. You know? Probably not. Yeah. Not in this laundromat. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I'm sure he cased it, checked it out. Sure. <laughs> and then right from there, right, we go back to Tony mm-hmm. at home now watching the super eight video and he gets a call from mink and apparently uh the feds did take the case over and wrapped it up into their rico which is just not good it's not more that they don't need more tony knows they don't need more 
and he hangs up and continues watching what would appear to be Janice hosing him down <laughs> as a kid with the garden hose. Yeah, in the back, by the way. Of right. course. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Very cinematic conclusion mm-hmm. in this final scene, right? Very cinematic. Yes. We get the drifters. Yes. Okay. So, yes, they, they sang under the boardwalk, and now we get this magic mm-hmm. moment, which I thought was really good touch Yeah. for this, too. Bobby returns a different man. Absolutely. And we get his daughter running towards him, and you're like, Jesus, that's right. So, it's mm-hmm. like... He just we just saw him do such a horrible thing that he wasn't good at doing and he didn't like doing. Now he has to come back and be a dad still. Yeah. Yeah. After like Can he be a dad? Hours ago cleaning the blood off of himself right. from the guy he murdered. Right. But yeah, you're absolutely right. You know, all of these people here are completely ignorant that he has transgressed in this way that he's never transgressed before. And he'll really never be the same. That's that's true. Yeah. Can he function? Can he I think that's what the last shot really is of him staring off holy Nika. Like this is it now. This yeah. is, this is what I'm, I'm at. Yeah. It's a great way to start off this uh, final nine. Really great way. Yeah. I mean, uh, eight more to go after that. I can't believe it Eight mm-hmm. more, but, uh, that does it for this episode of the Soprano show. I'm Gavin Bowen and I'm Hannibal Diaz. Join us next week. Until then, if you're enjoying the podcast, there's still time. If you haven't already to subscribe Leave five-star review on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, all over the place, Spotify. And find us on Twitter and Facebook and like us there at The Soprano Show. Like we do with every episode, we end with our favorite line. I'll go first. Okay. Real simple favorite line for me. Yeah. It's just Tony and Bobby after the French Canadians go to confer amongst themselves. Uh Uh-huh. And Tony, you know, enters his back in black satanic mode kind of just turns to Bobby and goes, You'll take care of this, right? Sure. No bow and arrows now. Just that whole, Yeah. Yeah, I was just like, oh, fuck. Yeah. (laughs) You really got him. It's super dramatic. Yeah. Mine, not so dramatic. Okay. It was when they were departing the Mm -hmm. lake. And just this throwaway, you could think of it as a throwaway line from Janice. But I thought it was a hilarious line when she's like, Thanks again for my present. Oh, wait till you see the shots of Aunt Gemma from the 60s. You forget what a beauty she was before the steroids. Nice. <laughs> it's just <laughs> fucking Janice. I wonder if uh, that comes from Diane Frolov and Andrew Snyder, the uh, alternate reality version of Green and Burgess. <laughs> right? Right. Yeah, Chase went to the other dimension and got those two. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>